Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Okay, hello. Hello. We're back. After Our- a week off, we're back. Yeah, we took a week off because there, honestly, there's not a whole lot to talk about um, going into championship weekend um, in the Premier League. So we just sort of... We're lazy. I think we were busy too. I think I was busy and yeah, I, I couldn't like do something bit on Thursday busy. night. It was a little bit busy. And then it was like, well, we don't have that much to talk about anyway. So why worry about rescheduling? Yeah. Let's just shot next week. And here we are ready to chat this week. Yeah. And it's going to be a nice full episode. So that should be good. So we're going to get yeah. started um, with the first big game of the weekend, which was the women's champions league final um yeah i would like to preface i unfortunately couldn't watch any of it because i was at my graduation that was two years late um but going into it i and i think a lot of other people may have decided that barcelona was going to win um or were the favorites in, question mark in case you missed it barcelona did not win <laughs> so yeah um, um i'm gonna hand it over to kat to talk a little bit more because she was able to watch all yeah. of it um, she I will probably has say some more thoughts um, on it. the final score was two one uh, or three one. Sorry, three one. Um, yeah. I will say um, that score I think is not necessarily as re- you look at that score and you go three one Leon. Okay, like you think you have a certain idea in mind when you look at that score, and I don't think the score is necessarily reflective of what the game actually looked like. Um, it was a lot closer, I think, than the games than the scoreline suggests. Um, Barca just could not get it in the back of the net. Um, honestly, I thought that Leon's defense did a really, really good job of taking Alexia out of the game. Um, mm, yeah, and th- she is such an integral part of of Barca, and and that was one thing. But then also the other big thing was that we all went up early. We only went up several goals early. Yeah. And I really just don't think that this, this Barcelona team, if you look at their record, I think they've lost like two times in the last calendar year. Yeah. That was a really um, good point. They like don't know how to lose. Um, or don't know sense, how to come it, back almost. That's Well, that's what I mean. Like they don't know. They don't, I think, face, I think that they, they have, they have a, I've called this the PSG problem before um, Uh on the men's side. I think Barca women's side have in some ways, and I think this will not stay true, but as of right now, I think Barca have a little bit of a PSG problem in the sense that their league competition, there is none. Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. They are not facing anybody who gives them any trouble on a regular basis. And through the early rounds of the Champions League, that's true as well. It is not until they are playing the Arsenals and the Chelsea's and Lyons and the PSG's that anybody is even close to like right. being able to like touch the ball against them. Like it's not. And so I just don't think they really know how to respond to going down. Yeah. Yeah. That makes complete um, sense. I and and it looked to me like they went down to nothing and we're like what do we do like interesting how do we like they just don't and I think that that will change because I think obviously the Barca is the first Spanish team to blow up but I think the other ones are are the development the invest in 
the in- investment in the game is there yeah. it's just gonna catch the league's gonna catch up to them and they're gonna be right. challenged and and it's gonna it's gonna be fine but i think that's an advantage that yeah leon has right now is that the french league is much tougher um yeah. than the spanish league on the women's side so and you know like psg hat like we all have good. to deal with psg yeah. all yeah. the time psg is very good um, yeah psg beat leon in champions league knocked them out last year yeah um i think that's a really good point then barca then beat in the final like i just think that barca it looked to me and then the, and then barca played much better in the second half it went into halftime 3-1 um yeah and it stayed that way but barca looked much better in the second half um and i think like and i think that just it goes to show i think that you know they they just don't I think really have the, the, like, I don't know. I did just, they, I just don't think, I think they went down early and they just couldn't take, dig themselves out of the hole yeah. that they, they got into early. Um, but but it was a good, very entertaining game. Yeah. But that's like, um, a really good goals. point on that as well, though. Just like the mindset of it. Cause I think that in any, any undefeated team going into like a playoff scenario is always like that, like, I never feel comfortable with them, even though they might have been undefeated, like in like a regular season type thing. I think that like, it's good to lose a few and you're yeah, totally right. Absolutely. Not just because of like, just so that it's you not know even, what to do. So that you know, like, it's not how even to, losing. Like, it's not even actually losing games. It's down. you look at an undefeated team and you're like, okay, but in what manner are they undefeated, right? Are they, right. have they blown out everybody all season? Yeah. Or have they had tough games that came right down to the end where they pulled it out of nothing and they they had to grind for it or they had to come back from being a couple goals down. So, and I just think that like Barcelona doesn't play, have to play like that often, if ever. No. Um, yeah. So they just didn't have the sort of like, in that circumstance, they just didn't have it. I, I do want to mention a couple of players specifically. Definitely, yeah. Um, I don't know if you watched any of the goals, but the Amandine Henri's goal, which was which was their first goal, Beautiful. is one of the best goals I have seen this year, men or women. Yeah, it, it was, was a really stunning, nice. stunning goal. Yeah. Um, if I you're mean, listening to this and you didn't watch that game or you didn't and you didn't watch the highlights, you don't pay attention to the women's champions. Like, first of all, you should. Second, <laughs> you should go watch that goal. Um, it was it's beautiful. Phenomenal. It's yeah. a beautiful goal. Um. I have been a fan of Amandi Henri for for quite some time. She <laughs> has been around for a while. I think she's really, really, really good. And I yes. like her. Her goal was um I like weirdly don't really like her. <laughs> As like a um, person or a player. I feel like she's like I, she's not like my like, I don't know. She I like th- I can't tell you exactly why I don't like her but I don't really like her um so I like I like didn't really I, I didn't really care who won the game I just wanted it to be a good game but right. I really didn't want her to score because I think she's annoying oh yeah I know what you mean like a she just rubs you like, the wrong way she just rubs me the wrong way so I but I mean she scored she's She's a good player. I'm not arguing that. I just think she's annoying. <laughs> so Valid. I don't like her. Um, but, um, and then the third goal was scored by young American, Katarina Macario. Um, she is the first American to ever score in the Women's Champions League final. 
significant um, significant we love that for her she's a queen she is amazing she's so 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 good i'm so happy that she not only took the jump to go to europe instead yeah. of the nwsl after after college but that she has been successful there that she's yeah. found a starting spot on one of the best teams in the world and that she's you know been successful in a team that has the amount of talent that it does yeah that no, she is I, starting alongside Hegerberg not yeah. behind her um I I'm very pleased um very pleased yeah I hope that, that um the, ultimately the, I think I also want to give a shout out to um Selma Basha who is one of the outside backs for Leon she is like 21 22 mm. something like that that girl played the game of her goddamn life. <laughs> um, genuinely. And people are talking about her like a little bit, but like truly MVP of the game. Um, yeah. She absolutely, I think the scoreline looks really different, both offensively and defensively. The, the contributions she made coming forward, the defensive um, effort that she made on the back end. I was so, so, so impressed. Um, she was definitely MVP of the game for me. Um, yeah, she was she was really all over the place um, the whole game. Really, really impressive performance from her. Um, I expect we will we will hear more and see more of her in the coming years. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the on the women's champions league final. Yeah, nice. And we will be looking forward to the Euros, which is a lot of those same players coming up in the summer. Um, yes. Which is going to be, which is sooner than which I think actually, we both expect. Yeah, um, but it was actually something that the commentating team um, touched on in that Lyon Barca, in a lot of ways, is very similar to Spain, France. Yeah, um, the vast majority of the best French teams play French players play on Lyon, and the majority of the best Spanish players play on Barcelona. So a bit of a preview of that. I don't think it's quite fair to say it's a direct preview seeing as England. you know I don't know the um, Dutch well just seeing as there there were some really influential players on the game that were not French or Spanish yeah um but I I expect both those teams will be uh significant players at, yeah. at the Euros yep I agree it should be fun we will be covering it as we do um so yeah so I think that wraps up that little section there Um, and now we're going to move into kind of the big thing that happened this weekend, which was the end of the Premier League. I will say again, I <laughs> couldn't watch really any of it. I, again, was graduating and I was watching on a phone during commencement. So that was fun, though, which game to watch was the problem. So we had like four phones all together, like trying yeah. to watch the game. Yeah, most yeah. of my friends like soccer, so we were... <laughs> trying to pay attention um and yeah. hoping to not have to walk across stage like at the end which we didn't thankfully so um we were able to see the craziness um before we touch on the man city winning and stuff um <clears throat> i just like to briefly mention arsenal who will be playing in the europa league and though originally upset i realized we weren't, weren't even in the europa conference league this year we weren't even even in european football so i consider it though 
we did crash and burn. I consider it a win to be back in European football. Yeah. And honestly, I think we have a better chance of doing well in that competition and being competitive than playing in the Champions League. So don't honestly mind that much at this point, though I'm annoyed that it's Tottenham who got fourth place. But yeah, I don't think it's I... for our team to be in fifth. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that the if you had told you at the start of the season – Arsenal's going to finish fifth. You'd have been really, really pleased with that. Um, I think given the last couple their position of the last couple of weeks and how they looked like and how ultimately it was in their own hands for some weeks to go to, to finish fourth. And they, they blew that. I think, you know, that's disappointing and, and unfortunate, but um, yeah, like it's ultimately like, it ultimately is an improvement, I think, by far yeah. um, for Arsenal. And they do seem to be on an upward trajectory, um, ultimately. So, I mean, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. They finished strong on a 5 1 win against Everton. So, they did. And I honestly thought we could lose. So, <laughs> I, I'm upset, but also like positively optimistic about like next season as well. So, not, not I a also want to end to the Arsenal I, Arsenal season. Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely better than some some recent years. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk briefly about the bottom yes, for a second yeah, that and first. that relegation battle. I am so 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 happy that Leeds pulled did it out. Did you see them the celebrate end. at the end? It looked I like did. they had like one like the entire world like whatever. So what's so amazing happy. is what's amazing is. Um, they had to better Burnley's result, right? Burnley and Leeds were tied on points going into the weekend, but Burnley had like 20, upwards of 20 on goal differential. Like it was way, 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 way more. Um, So Leeds just, if Burnley lost, then Leeds all Leeds needed to do was tie um, and vice versa. But Burnley was, I believe, playing Brighton? Someone like that. Either know. Brighton or Newcastle. I can't remember which. Um, I think Newcastle, actually. Um, and Leeds was playing Brentford. Now, neither of the teams that they were playing. Mm-hmm. Burnley um, was playing Newcastle, I, yeah. Yes. yes. Burnley was playing Newcastle. Now, neither yes. Newcastle or Brentford really had anything to play for on the last day. Um, they were not in danger of relegation or close to getting a European spot. So there were many people, I think, that thought Burnley was gonna gonna win that game, right? And yeah. if Burnley wins, then it's done for Leeds. It doesn't matter what their result is. But Leeds went up early. Burnley went down early, um, and then you know, at the at the end of the day, uh, Jack Harrison scored an injury time winner. Um, but they didn't, and that was very exciting. And I'm pleased for him. Um, but they ultimately didn't even need that winner. Um, Burnley lost. Yeah. Um, and so all they had to do was tie and they not only tied, they won. Um, so very pleased, very pleased for Leeds, very pleased for Allie, very pleased for <laughs> Justin Marsh. Um, I will say it is, I not, I'm happy for Leeds too. And I wanted Leeds. It's kind of sad for Burnley. I would say they've been up for, I remember when they came up and they've been, been up a for a while. Years, yeah. And I honestly wouldn't have told you that not like any team deserves to get relegated, but I don't think that Burnley, like, sure. They had 35 points, but I don't think they had particularly like played like horribly this year, like in games. That's you know what I mean. 
that's what it means though though like I think that what's interesting is both Burnley and Leeds fired their coach around the same time yeah um it worked out for Leeds it did not for Burnley um I think ultimately I'm I like Leeds I like I'm happy Jesse Marsh is going to continue to be able to coach in the Premier League um and we'll talk about a little bit more about Leeds a little bit later but I am you know especially because they had such issues with injuries this year I mean they're no. two best players and yeah being injured for almost the whole for basically, basically the, whole year. the whole year um yeah uh you know it, it's nice to see them I, I will be eager to see what how they how they look next year I don't think I'm gonna be honest I don't expect them to be in a relegation battle again next year Mm-mm. no but i don't think people um, really expect that might be this year either and it just kind of happened no so. they don't but they do frequently talk about you know a second year slump that so many teams that come up from the championship do well their first year and then the second year it's tough and a lot yeah. of times if you make it through that second year if you don't get relegated okay. that second year you, yeah. um the the sort of it's it tends to be more beneficial but it's a uh, if you make it through your first two years um, yeah that makes sense and like poor norwich who keeps good, going but... up and keeps going down so and and fulham, <laughs> fulham honestly, will be back honestly the they just put, i think they've been put popping they do like i really years. do i'm just like i have when's the last time norwich and fulham were both in the same league i feel like one of them's in the premier league one of them's in the in the championship um, wild i honestly they're, love they're fulham so i'm pulling for them next year I mean, like, we will see them. We will be seeing them in the Premier League again. So I forget who else is coming there. up now. I forget who else is coming up. But I, I did also added at one point. Yes. Let's see. Very brief uh, aside, just make sure we know all of the teams who are championship who are coming up this year. It looks like Fulham and Bournemouth. Oh, Bournemouth is coming back. The Cherries are coming back. And, oh, there's a playoff promotion game that's going to happen, which is between Huddersfield and Nottingham Forest. So, All right. How about Nottingham Forest? I haven't seen them. It's been a hot minute since they've been at the Premier League. I like, they always beat Arsenal in the FA Cup. (laughs) Like, I think like two years in a row. Huddersfield has been in the Premier League relatively recently. Yeah. Um, but oh, I could not tell so you that. low down. I oh. could not tell you where Notting when Nottingham Forest was last in the uh, in the top league. So that would be exciting. But I that guess would, we will we'll I would talk be excited about that if that happens. That. Yeah. Also looking at the championship, it's funny, like Swansea is like in the middle of the pack. Stoke. Yeah, is they too. were a, Queens Park Rangers. I just like all these teams. It's funny. Like when we, not when we were growing up, like whenever, like not that long ago, we're like kind of staples in the Premier League. I do think it's interesting how there's that ebb and flow to it. So, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, from the bottom, ebb and flow to the top of the table. It was a fun last day. Oh, and Chelsea. Chelsea finished third, which wasn't. Unusual, Which, was no. whatever expected. But I'll be the, interested to see what Chelsea look like next year with the amount of movement that's going on. They need this stupid ownership thing to be finalized. Yeah. But anyway, 
Let's talk about five the real minutes and 36 highlights. seconds. Yes. Let's talk about five minutes and 36 seconds. We got went so suddenly excited when we thought Liverpool was that went from my morning and year. Can I ask, can I ask? Being ruined. On a scale of like one to 10, how stressed were you? Okay. Like as the day went on, as the game went on, how stressed stressed were you? So it was 9 a.m. here at kickoff. Um, My guy was over here. He brought bagels. Um, I could not eat the bagels. I had drank my coffee before the game started. So all I had had was coffee. <laughs> we're 2-0 down yeah like and I'm, kind of early like not that like well it was one nothing at halftime oh okay yeah but they scored and I paced yeah. I paced the entire halftime I paced across <laughs> the entirety of my kitchen oh, for man. all of halftime I ate half a bagel at halftime because I was like I have to eat something okay, good. I, at least you like my heart sustenance. is racing yeah. So I ate half a bagel at halftime and I was pacing and I was being laughed at. Um, Aww. But I, and then, you know, I honestly like don't even like, I don't know that I was doing anything. Like when Coutinho scored the goal, I was just kind of like. Sitting. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I like. There was so much about this, and City have been so, like, falling at the finish line recently that I was, like, not feeling super confident going into the game. Mm -hmm. um, Especially given, you know, the surrounding circumstances of, you know, Coutinho and Steven Gerrard being the the coach and 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 just oh the whole, I haven't even thought about that yeah yeah and then the whole thing and 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 graylish and and just like uh and so I was like uh and then and then five minutes and 36 seconds happened and I luckily it was late enough in the morning that I'm sure I did not wake anyone up by screaming at the top of my lungs <laughs> when that third goal went in. I'm sure. For me, good one scored the goals. I'm not two to the goals. I'm not taking anything away from that. For me, the game changer was Zinchenko. Um, Zinchenko got subbed on at half. Fernandinho came out. Stones moved to center back. And Cancelo moved to the other side of the field. And that shifted the whole situation. Everything changed. Zinchenko was making dangerous runs from the beginning. Everything was... (sighs) I... Yeah. And then that last... Those last 10 minutes of the game were like the longest 10 minutes of my life. I am sure... Um, because very shortly after Gudun scored his second goal um, to in to make it three two um, to win the Premier League, Liverpool uh, Salah also scored. So that meant if Aston Villa had tied it up, it, Liverpool would have won. Um, but the boys pulled it out in the end. Um, had to stress us all out. 
so it much first. wild um wild truly truly wild there's something somewhat fitting about it though it has been it is the 10 years since um 9320 so there is you know something kind of fitting about last day drama um, I mean, we all wanted it to be dramatic. Well, maybe you didn't. As a neutral, I wanted it to be dramatic. Like, there was no point. Like, if it was yeah. just, like, annoying and easy at the end, like, after all of this for the past, like, two months, I would have just been like, come on. So, yeah, I was happy that it was intense because it was just fun. It was a fun environment, too, I guess, for me to watch it in. So it was just entertaining. Um, but I would have been disappointed if it hadn't been like that. But I would have felt this. I would not have felt that way if I was, like, a fan of one of the teams. So, yeah. Um, I do just want to say like a couple of things oh, God. about sort of like the overall sort of gonna, response, uh, by Liverpool fans. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Actually, my, my biggest gripe is not actually with Liverpool fans specifically. It's just with twitter fans in general because there were uh, there were fans of with profiles and and you know the, of all from a, a several different teams yes liverpool was amongst them but they were not any more or less than anyone else i will say that following city winning and the sort of trophy celebrations and alexander zinchenko wraps the premier league trophy in the ukrainian flag and oh, cries. i know i i i that yeah and the fact that under that video on Twitter, and this is partially my own fault because I'm, I'm looking through it, the comments, and I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But the amount of just absolutely appalling comments that I'm not going to repeat because no, they're don't. terrible no, yeah. under that video from opposing fans of not just from any one club, from any number of other big clubs um, was just disgusting. Like, you can be mad that your team didn't win. You can be sad that your team didn't win. I don't care. Um, that's not appropriate behavior. No, but no, absolutely not. Um, never. That's never not acceptable. the thing to complain about. Like, mm, I will say there was a lot of like key politics out of sports, which at this point, like, like you're what fucking the fuck? stupid. You're, um, you're fucking stupid. Also, like, no, I'm not even going to get into that. But there no, were way worse things than that. Um, yeah. Like truly, truly terrible things. Um, that I just, I hope all of those people like get a wake up call yeah. in their life. Because that was, it was just disgusting. <laughs> like it was infuriating. Um, not sure. only as somebody who like, is of Ukrainian descent, but also like as a human being, like have you no decency? Like no, but people don't, and like that's like the that's like that's a thing. It's like no. infuriating. Yeah. It's the other thing I want to say is that there was a incorrect quote going around before the game, um, in the week fall, and then people harped on about it afterwards that. Aston Villa is going to get all this money if Graylish wins the Premier League, and that's why they blew it. Like, like is that is that the true that they get money from no, it? No, no, it's not. I don't think that's really how that works. It's not even true. 
Um, also, it's not like they tried to blow it either. Like, they also, like, won. <laughs> also, like, you literally just didn't watch the game. No, I know. Like, <laughs> they definitely were trying. Now, like, I, I, they're like, oh, you wonder why the city won the game? It's rigged. Like, be mad about something else. I also want to say I saw an interesting um, graphic earlier today, actually, that was a some guy went through and and I guess all of the games for the whole season and went what would the results have been of the table without like if VAR was not there right literally just this literally just popped up on my phone and I just (laughs) want to say to the Liverpool fans who are blah 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 blah, did he get all the VAR calls did he still wins without VAR bitch um and you still finish second Arsenal um, would have gotten in fourth. Arsenal was the only team. Um, Arsenal was the only team that was like, you know, it was so significant. Or I didn't look at the bottom half of the table, Leeds, but from the Leeds top, technic- Arsenal Leeds, was. W- Leeds and Burnley would have been tied, but Leeds would have been relegated. Right. So anyway, suffice it to say, that was a nice little fuck you to the to the opposition fans who want to be like, oh, VAR is for City, blah, 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 blah. You know yeah, I mean, I also at think least that not like, any more, at least not any more than it is for any of the rest of you. Yeah, um, I also think like the point of VAR was to help us figure stuff out, and it really, honestly, hasn't changed that much of the table. Like, no, a li- but I don't think it's really supposed to. Like, Leicester has moved up two. Like, that's the biggest hop, and Wolves moved down two. Like, two sp- spots is the biggest jump so I guess like hypothetically Leicester in sixth and Man United in the eighth that's significant those are the two that's flip-flop so I guess that's the only like significant thing that would have been really um anyway but just knowing knowing that it hasn't impacted the season that much that significantly Yeah. yeah um anyway Suffice it to say, the winners are still the winners, whether or not there's VAR. Um, yes. I also do just want to say Jack Graylish's antics oh at God, the championship so parade. He was so drunk. That man, I am convinced that he started drinking after the game on Sunday and did not stop. Like, had just continuously been drunk. Um him walking out on stage, a beer in one hand, a Jaeger bomb in the other. Fucking hilarious. Ridiculous. Um, Ridiculous. I don't know if you saw the no. video on Bernardo Silva's story. Um, no, I do not, definitely do not. He was him. absolutely blasted. Basically, what happens is it's Bernardo Silva and Jack Grealish. <laughs> Both of them are toasted, but Jack Grealish is definitely just gone. Um, as everyone who was paying any attention knows, that man was drunk as hell. Um <laughs> having the time of his life. Um, but he and Bernardo Silva are like, they're like, okay, three things, three most important things about winning the championship. One, um, Bernardo Silva off in the 70th minute, um, playing like trash. Two, Riyad Mahrez off there. Number three, Jack Grealish keeps his fucking ass on the bench. <laughs> And it's Jack Grealish and Bernardo Silva who are who are yelling this into Bernardo's phone to post be posted publicly on Instagram. They're just, just roasting the shit out of each other. They're just like, drunk. Um, 
they get they get grayish on the top of the the bus you know and they're like all right jack like what do you what do you have to say and he's like He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm so excited. Like it's my first premier league, blah, 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 blah. And I want to give a special shout out to Bernardo Silva for getting subbed off in the 70th minute. You were playing like shit, bro. And like, he's toasted, absolutely oh, gone. Man. Like truly worth the price of Jack Raylish just for that shit. <laughs> I said what I said, you can quote me on it. Well, it's going to be quotable because it's being recorded, but. That's okay. Um, I wanted to I wanted to do yeah. end of season awards too, if now is the time to do that. Because you sure, never talk yeah. about those. Um I really just wanted to say as an Arsenal fan, I love Young Minson and I'm so happy that he won the golden boot like with Mo Salah, but I would like to say I'm not a bad Arsenal fan for that. I just I also want to say um there's the asterisk next to that golden boot in which Son has zero, zero penalty zero. kicks. Zero. Zero. He's um, just so good. And I just can't hate him, even though he's on the team that I hate. You can't. And I you just, can't. I'm just you can't hate the guy. I'm just a, such a fan. And I, I do think he really did. He really did deserve it this season. He was playing fantastically at the end. And with everything yeah. talking about Harry Kane and everything else, I, I do think he's the, he pulls that team along with him sometimes. And I think he definitely deserved that and obviously Mosala is great. Um, I have he also got the assists award as well. I'm not about to bust on Mosala for anything. I think he uh is a good player. Yep. Um, and I'm so sad he's not in the World Cup. Anyway, um Klopp got manager of the season. I don't really know how that's decided. Um, it's a, so they haven't done the, they've done the premier league ones. They haven't done PFA though. Right. Those are different. Right. Yeah. But have they not done them yet? Not last I heard. I'm going to look it up. No, they, oh, tw- oh, never mind. That's 2021. Like, yeah, I don't they haven't done, done, they have not done 2022 done. yet. Yeah. So, um, but the premier league awards yeah. went out yeah. premier league player of the year, Kevin De Bruyne, premier league young player of the year, Phil Foden. Um, a lot of people, nobody really had anything to say about Kevin De Bruyne winning player of the year. Um, that's two years in a row for him. I mean, he deserves Fair it. Enough. I yeah. He, I think he is the best player in the premier league. Yeah. Um, a lot of people did have a lot to say about, Phil Foden winning Young Player of the Year. I don't think, here's the thing about it. It's not necessarily that they don't think he's good enough to deserve it. People more have issue with the way that you can be qualified for Young oh. Player of the Year. Well, that makes in sense. the sense that Phil Foden has now won it twice in a row. Oh, um, yeah. Which is and so, bit. and I don't necessarily disagree with that. I no, that understand the sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing you have to do is the under 23 when the season starts. So uh-huh. like Marcus Rashford is like still <laughs> technically eligible for the award. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, and so I think that there was, there was some discussion on some podcasts of it would be a little bit more if it was like almost more of a rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. sort of like a breakout player of the year. Yeah. Um, That's how like the NBA player, does it. Yeah. I think it shouldn't be rookie. I think it should be breakout player. Because a lot of times guys don't have a rookie year in the same way. Like no, they I, will just I, play I, I, a game or two. Yeah, I think yeah. it should be breakout player of the I year, like that. right? Yeah, something like um, that. 
so like a guy who's got he's got to be under 23 right but he it's his first like year it's he's a breakout he breaks yeah. out right yeah um which I you could definitely that- say last year phil foden was breakout right player, no and i agree right? this yeah. year phil foden is is established not, he's yeah, an established he's member of that yeah. team yes he's 21 but like he's not so i don't i'm not we know I'm a Phil Foden stand first and, and everything else second, that he is my child. Um, but it's, I think it's but, a valid point. And I think that I think that's true. a totally valid criticism yeah. of that. But I think it's not a criticism of Foden. It's a criticism of the award. Of just the criteria. Um, well, that's what I was asking the about criteria the manager the award, criteria as well. Because I actually don't know how it's done. Which I think these are a combination. If I understand correctly, these, are, these awards are a combination of fan and player voting. Oh, okay. Well, that's not bad. Which may not, like, don't quote me on that, but, like, that's my understanding. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. So I, I think that, like, well, obviously I'm happy for Phil to, to win all of the things. I do think he is one of the best under-23 players in the world, let alone. I also do think he is probably the best under-23 player in the Premier League. I think that is probably true. Yeah. Um, there's plenty to be said for the fact that I don't know that you should be able to win that twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I do think perhaps that is perhaps an award that that could use a little bit of revamping in terms of the criteria. Yeah. I agree. Um. um I actually saw something, um, I heard another interesting stat thing um, in terms of the Golden Glove, right? Because mm. I always wanted Ederson yeah. for sharing it. I believe it's three years in a row for Ederson. I'm not sure. Allison, I know Allison and Ederson have shared it several times, yeah. um, but I don't know exactly. I know it's three years in a row for Ederson. Um, but there was an interesting point made about... Um, whether that's necessarily that while undoubtedly both Ederson and Ali Solon are two of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League, that whether clean sheets is necessarily the best, um, yeah, like statistic to go off of for goalkeeper awards, given that players like Ederson and Ali Solon have world class defenses in front of them, yeah, that's um, a good point. And so they did some statistical jibber jabber and came up with I guess the guys who had um like basically like they have some statistic where they can calculate like expected goals saved right like yeah or like goals prevented or whatever like things so they can do like how many goals that like really should have been goals they actively prevented um and I believe it was the Wolves goalkeeper who had the best for that. Yeah. Um, so, which was an interesting just sort of caveat to those awards. Um, I think that's definitely true of the goalkeeper awards. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know that that's never going to change. It's always going to be clean sheets. Um, but I do think in many ways, clean sheet awards are shared with goalkeepers and defenses. Um, they are not a soul solely a goalkeeper effort yeah um particularly when you're a goalkeeper like Alison or Ederson um who have the defenses that they have in front of them in front of them 
I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. Um, so I'm sure we will discuss the PFA awards when they are out, um, but they are not yet. So. Yeah, we'll discuss when, you know, more awards become available. Um, so then that kind of wraps up the Premier League. Do we have any last thoughts on the 2021-2022 season? Um, I want to give a shout out to my cousin Asher for winning our fantasy Premier League league for the <laughs> second year in a row. Wow. He actually also dramatically won it on the last day. He was in, sec- he'd been in second place for literally months. Um, and a win and the other leader gave uh, a loss on the final in the final match week gave Asher the dub. So shout out to that. Um, I love the fantasy premier league. So, and I'm always happy to have random people join. So if you are happen to be a random person that listening is listening to, to this, this podcast. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure no random people listen to it. I'm pretty sure it's just my dad, but um, <laughs> if you are a random person that is listening to this and you want to join my premier fantasy premier league um league next year uh message us on twitter kicking balls pc um on twitter dm send us a send me it's me um a it's dm on twitter me. i don't have the time me. even though it would be fun but it is Kat who does it and i just live vicariously through her yeah i haven't been super active on that twitter recently but um yeah anyway i love fantasy premier league it's fun Nice. And I love the real Premier League and it'll be coming back at us September 2022. Maybe August. I don't actually know. Later in the year. Like we'll do a preseason special and judge all their kits. Oh, we really need to do that. That sounds like such a fun time. That's, we're going to get Allie. We're going to get Allie on to do that. Yeah, we'll get some we'll get some fun guests on and we'll rank we'll we'll do a Premier League rankings of by kit. That sounds like a great yep. plan. Stay tuned for some time Stay in tuned. August. Yep. Um, all right. So we're going to move on to our next like little section. Uh, little, big, I don't know. On recent transfer news, um, I think we should start with Mbappe. I don't know what the last thing we said on this podcast was, but he is officially staying in PSG. And I think which comes as a shock to pretty much everyone. Cause I'm sure the last thing that we said on this podcast was, well, it's only a matter of time before he announces. Madrid. He goes, he's like, going to Real. And it sounded like he, Real felt like they got snubbed too. The amount of drama yeah, so that took place between. This like, has caused a lot of drama. Like international because, scandal. <laughs> because not only is like Madrid not only are people pissed because they think like fans are pissed um the actual clubs and La Liga is um, is making a stink yeah because it sounds from from what they've been saying it it sounds like Mbappe made some like verbal promises yeah um and then didn't which obviously like a verbal promise is not binding but it is a dick move (laughs) it's Um, just I also I heard something that people thought that he was kind of doing that with Real to make it so that PSG gave him the max max thing they could offer him so he almost and gave him yeah everything (laughs) 
the kids so in the club. <laughs> they he literally now has an input on player signings, coaching decisions, like all of this. This is bananas to me. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> it is truly and like you've heard things about like this before in sort of like unofficially, like you'd yeah. be like, okay, like Messi obviously had Has influence input. at Barcelona. Yeah outside of just being a player but that shit was not written into his contract no this is like a thing (laughs) this is absolutely insane bonkers um and I I mean anybody who listens to us regularly will know I already did not have the highest opinion of Kylian Mbappe Mm -hmm. um my opinion is even lower now I know um because clearly he doesn't give a shit about anything other than the money and the control or the power he and the has con- over and the club. control. Yeah, like, I wouldn't like honestly. If I was Clearly Real Madrid and that was a player, thing. I wouldn't really be wanting that player on my team. Though it is Real, so they might not care. But I wouldn't really want that type no, of player but on my team. It's it's a money and a control thing because it's even more money, and it's not like he wouldn't have been making an absolutely ridiculous amount of money at Real Madrid. Oh like, God, no, yeah. Like I am just like, it's icky. It is icky. icky. I mean, the owners of that club are icky too. So I feel like there's a little bit of just ickiness flowing around, but like, I, I'm like, how, like, it sounds like he has total power to do what he wants. Like, is he going to be like, start being like, I want these people on my team and I don't want these people anymore. Like they're all, that's kind of what it sounds like they gave him. I know. It just seems like so wrong on like so many levels. It just doesn't like, yeah, it doesn't seem right at all. That's also like not an intelligent way to run a football club. Like from PSG's perspective, like why are you letting this 22 year old run your fucking club? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a good player. He's younger than us. Is he a good player? Yes. Does that mean he knows jack shit about running a team? No, no, no. Like, the guy isn't even that good at that many different things. He does one thing on the on the field better than maybe anybody else in the world, but it's only like three things. The guy's fast. Like I Yeah. <laughs> like I yeah, so my already low opinion of Mbappe yeah. has sunk even lower. Um I do think I will say I do think La Liga and Madrid are being a little bit dramatic about the whole thing. Wait, like the French League put sue. out the French League put out a statement just now. I want to say oh, just now about what about this? Mbappe. Yeah, because um, I know like La Liga has been like threatening to sue or whatever, which is just fucking. That's a little extra in my opinion. But basically, the chairman of the French League hit out at the La Liga president saying basically that in terms of player salaries what is this he's just saying that um but I, apparently the la liga president said that the contract is an insult to football um and disrespectful and basically he, the league one guy was like real madrid and barca have broken all these records and like transfer fees and real has some of the highest played pairs in the world sitting on their bench and Barcelona is reported to have a debt of 1.5 billion euros. And this is in dis- like, despite of like all these legal things that have benefited them. Um, 
and basically like that he shouldn't degenerate any of their leagues or clubs uh anymore so here's the thing i do think la liga is being dramatic about it but i also think the french president's statement missed the point because i don't think any i think yes people are talking about how much money he's making but i don't think that's what they're referencing in this case i think they're referencing the other shit the like that mbappe gets to run psg like well that's what i thought that's what i have an issue with first and foremost in terms of his contract like yeah okay he's money hungry like he's not the first like and like the french president said like they're they are raining money in la liga like i don't care i'm am i judging him for it like yeah a little bit but do i care that much no i i think that what is damaging to the sport is the, the control that they're thing. giving him yeah I over agree. the club it's not the contract it's not the money in the contract that is harmful i i mean i agree which is what i kind of thought was i don't know so it i don't know weird. it seems to me like the french the the french like legal is a little missing the point here like you're dodging you're dodging you're you're answering the wrong question you're defending the wrong thing yeah um, i yeah well Honestly, in my opinion, one shouldn't necessarily like that their top club is suddenly going to be controlled by a 22 year old. If like, like, you know, I'm like, and I also don't think like Mbappe has been given total control. No, no, I know. I was like, but he has been like given the legitimate, like full, like act, like contractual input. Yeah. Which I literally don't know when that has ever happened um because there's been plenty of talks about guys who have like input at clubs and who you know have their they have influence at their clubs there's that happens fairly often that's when a guy's been somewhere a really long time and has made a club really successful like he has influence but that's different than like contractually giving him influence. yeah no exactly like even like in all sports like top players and there's also that. i'm going to be honest i don't think there are any circumstances in which a player should have influence over who is coaching the team oh i mean yeah yes like period <laughs> yeah um anyway that's my those are our thoughts of Mbappe. Mbappe. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting to see what happens with PSG. Yeah, but, I'll be interested to see how that whole situation plays out. But but as of now, that saga seems to be closed for the moment. So um, the other, other big thing. Um, Brendan Aronson has left RB Salzburg and joined Leeds United. Um this is actually a transfer, honestly, that has been floating around sort of for quite some time, actually. Even like last summer, there was yeah. some discussion about how he might be a good fit at Leeds. Um, I don't remember if we talked about it on here, but I had definitely had discussions about Aronson and Leeds. Yeah, we, um, we talked about it at some point. Before. Um, and I ultimately, I, like, I, I think we both said, we both expected him to stay at Salzburg through the World Cup. Um, but so it's a little earlier of a transfer than we are necessarily expecting, but I do think it's going to be mutually beneficial for everyone. I think he will help Leeds. I think he will benefit from being in the premier league. Um, yeah. 
And honestly, it happening so soon and it being Jesse Marsh, I don't think it's really going to impact him that much. I think that we no. thought that it might just make sense for him to stay in like a comfortable situation where he's playing, but I don't see there being any reason why he's not going to be getting consistent playing time. At yeah. Least, so. so my, I think I thought perhaps he would stay at Salzburg and then move to perhaps a higher profile club than Leeds yeah. following yeah. the world cup. Yeah. But, um, at this point in his career, this is a, I think this is a good move. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see how it uh, pans out. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to have another U.S. men's national team player in England. Um, and I think he'll be a really good addition to that team. That seems going to be fun to watch. I agree. Um, and I'm, you know, yeah, I think that's going to be, uh, yeah. Also in sort of transfer world, this isn't really a transfer because City already owns him, but yeah. uh, the Argentine youngster, Julian Alvarez, um, who City acquired in January, but has been playing, still playing um, at his sort of like youth club on loan um, and is set to, you know, come out to Manchester for the summer to sort of check him out. Homie scored um, six goals. Three in both halves. Hat trick in each half. Um, I can't remember exactly how old he is. If you want to look that up for me real quick. I can look that up But I think he's like 19. Um, I can tell you right now he is 22. Okay. How is he 22 and was born in 2000? That's ridiculous. That's disgusting. Why did you tell me that? I don't know. So sorry. Um. Anyways, so I, I'm interested to see if they will bring him, um, to the squad because obviously with the addition of Holland at City, and but he is a totally different type of striker than Holland. Um, so we'll see. I think whether or not he gets brought in is going to depend a little bit on who leaves over the summer for yeah. City. I think it's likely <laughs> there's a couple different guys who are probably on their way out um sterling and jesus i think are coming to arsenal chief among them um (laughs) most likely on their way out actually speaking of sterling and jesus that was the only two guys who were not at city's championship parade well that says something to me um yeah it says something to me as well although gabby jesus is girlfriend wife not sure had a baby sometime in the last week Oh, so well, uh, that makes I'm sense not then. sure. I'm not sure exactly when. So I do think that's probably more of why Gabby Jesus wasn't there. Yeah, that's ex- that's w- good for him. That's where he should. I'm have been. honestly not sure when the child was born, but it was sometime in the last week. Well, even it doesn't um, really matter if it's sometime in the last week. I suppose him being with his wife yes. makes sense or girlfriend. Sorry, Sterling though. Well, Sterling has always been Sterling, and I feel like he's a type of player to like Where, be like, yeah. I'm not coming to this thing. Where he at? I don't know. I, mean, I don't feel like he's been particularly snubbed this season. No, um, I don't think so. so. I did. I did think it was kind of strange that he wasn't there. Um, I don't know. It'd be something could be, ha- like there could have been. It could be else. completely unrelated. Like there could be something else going on that I don't know about. Um, yeah, but I did notice that he was not there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, it'll be interesting to see um, over the summer with 
those two guys offensive players as people you know as as players leave and and other players come um what exactly happens there but we will we will have to wait and see yeah it'll be interesting and we're excited so we'll see what happens Um, and we want to wrap up today and this uh, this episode with um, a quick who's going to win the uh, Men's Champions League. I don't know if, um, well, you've probably heard. It's Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Um, hopefully you've heard. <laughs> hopefully you've heard. I was like, don't know if you definitely have. Um, I mean, honestly, all I want is an entertaining game. I would be really annoyed if it was like zero zero and it like went to pen. Like, you know, like I feel like let's let's have some goals, let's have it be fun. And I suppose I not mind. Liverpool, but I don't really I care. see funny because I would not mind way. watching Liverpool get blown out. No, but you're a city fan and I don't really care. So Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying, like personally, I would not I am with you on the fact that I would like it to be a good game. I want Madrid to win, which hurts me to say. Um, so sad. But I not only want Madrid to win, I would not be upset if Madrid blew them out. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm actually, I think it is more likely, I think it's going to be an exciting game. I think there's going to be a lot of goals. I hope so. Um, but I think there's more, it's more likely to be a KG 0-0 than it is to be a blowout one way yeah, or the other. That's kind of how I'm um, feeling. I do think it's going to be an exciting game, though. I think it's going to be a close, like... I mean, both teams are really good. Like, there's no... Both and teams... both teams, I think, are stronger offensively this year than yeah. they are defensively. So I think it's going to be yeah, a, a goal yeah. fest. It also depends on who plays on defense, I guess, for Real. <laughs> Although, apparently, Van Dyke is feeling good. It sounded oh, like he well, maybe good. had a knock, and he feels yeah. he's healthy now. Or at least he's saying he's healthy now. Okay. Um, well, I mean, that's good. I, I don't, it's, I like it when like players aren't like when Kevin De Bruyne got injured in that game last year, like that just sucked, right? Like that wasn't fun yeah. for either, anyone because like you want the best players to be playing and you want the teams to be oh, absolutely. So it'll yeah. be good if I hope Van Dyke will be good and he'll be able to play. Um, he's, he says he's good to go. So that's good. Wow. I'm excited to watch. It'll just be fun to watch. It's a nice, it's always fun. I feel like Champions League final games to, it um, is not always fun. Well, when your team is playing in it, it's not fun, but my no, team never plays even in when it. your team's not playing in it, sometimes it's really fucking boring. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. No, a couple years saying. ago, the Liverpool, the Liverpool Tottenham final. Oh, that was the worst but, game in the world. That was so boring. That was so that was stupid. Such a I like terrible game. My, that was stupid. Actually, in all honesty, so, that you're kind of right. The past few, even the one last year wasn't. They the fi- I feel like semifinals. Are way more, have been more exciting recent years than than the finals have been. Yeah. I think the last time we had a really exciting final was actually the last time these two teams played. Yeah, in the final. Yeah, Madrid won that game, but was that, that was though? three, four, 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 maybe three or four. I don't know. Liverpool won ago. it then the next year after that. Yes, when against Tottenham. Yes, which was a very boring. Game. But I anyway, I, I didn't I want like, either of them. Um, yeah, but I'm, but I'm expecting, I'm expecting. I'm hoping for a good game because, you know, that'd be nice. Entertain us. It would entertain me at 3 p.m. on a Saturday or, yeah, yeah. Saturday. 
Yep. I'm hoping to be entertained. Um, yeah. So that's sort of coming up. Um, you know, I want Madrid to win. You want Liverpool to win. Do you think, who do you actually, do you have prediction for the score? Oh, I don't know. I think two things. I think a, I think it could be a zero, zero tie and they could go into extra time and or penalties. I actually think that that could potentially happen. I could also see it being like a two, one Liverpool game, but also I, my score prediction is that's a little low three, three tie into extra time. Oh, you've thought Um, about this more than me. Yeah. And then I think Madrid is going to score twice. Well, I think, so I think it's going to be a five, three in extra time. Do you know what I think one of the most interesting things that the quarters and semis told me about these two teams is I don't know what the hell they're going to do in just a one game scenario. Here's what I think. I think the longer the game goes on, the more it benefits Madrid. Yes, that I, I, I do think that's true. I did. I think that's true. I think it'll just be interesting because both teams, I mean, Real obviously more than Liverpool, but both teams in the semis kind of came back, had to rally a little bit in their games. And it'll be interesting to see how Real plays with only one game though. They seem to be able to come back from anything. Um, I don't know. I just think there's a lot going on. I think it's going to be a fun matchup and I yeah, really I will also wins. say um, Madrid has been able to play. Fair. They've won their league, you know, honestly, like weeks ago. And so have been able to rest their guys and, and play yeah. sort of safely and all of that. And Liverpool has obviously, you know, pushed their league to the very last day. Um, I do think, though, that could benefit Liverpool in a way, too, honestly. It could. It could. That could. That's not necessarily. It could benefit Madrid. It could benefit Liverpool. Yeah, we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. I think you'll be able to tell kind of quickly if it is affecting Madrid. Um, yeah, I honestly think I, that Liverpool players will be pumped I, up probably. Yes, but I think that again to my earlier point, the longer the game goes yes. on, yeah, the yeah, yeah, more yeah. it's gonna that that Madrid I think that's, having that's been true. able yeah. to rest their guys and mm-hmm. play sort of safer is going to is going to yeah. help them. I, yeah, no, I think so. I think they also so have I like think a belief that the longer it goes on, they're going to win. So, yeah. I think that the longer it goes, I think that if Liverpool is going to win, they need to come out strong and they need to score goals early and they need yeah. to win in, in, in regular time. I think if it goes to extra time yeah. or penalty kicks, I think Madrid wins. Yeah. All good points. It's going to be fun. We'll see what happens. Definitely going to be fun. Um, we will be back to discuss it next week and anything that has popped up in the transfer saga um, between now and then. Uh, I believe women's euros do not start until June sometime in June. Yeah. I don't know the I exact like date, June. probably. So we will, we will be back for that, but we will be back next week and then we will see probably, then we will probably take a little bit of break of a break yeah. until women's euros get started. Um, that sounds like, sounds good. Yeah. So, so good, strong end to the premier league season. We will be keeping an eye on the transfers and, and movements between different clubs. Um, Can I say my last thing at the end of the thing? Cause I forgot to sure say before that Viviana Miedema is in fact staying at Arsenal and I am one oh, yeah. fan. Then that's, oh, that's yeah. it. That's all I got to say. Oh yeah. Yep. Ooh. All right. We will uh, be back next week. 
Um, and until then, enjoy the Champions League final. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.